Yeah, because Jason Gedrick, as, we, as we've talked about off air, he didn't go on to do a whole lot. He did a lot of television work. Uh, a lot of TV work. Yeah, yeah. showed up showed up in uh, Backdraft. He was in that movie. That's the only other movie I really remember him in. Uh, actually, he uh, I recognize him. Like In a way, he was in an episode of The Sopranos. He, uh, okay, tell me what what episode was he his, in? His quote extensive television work. Do you remember the uh, the beginning of the end for Adriano the Serva and the Sopranos? Yes. Well, really, like the the big driving force behind that was her wanting to get married so that she she couldn't testify against Chris. If you go back and watch the episode, the the Lifetime movie she's watching, when the lady's like, I can't testify against him. He's my husband. The guy the guy with the shitty grin on the stand smirking about it is is fucking Jason Gedrick. So no way. That's so why he's, he's not credited. And that's IMDb. why he's not credited. Uh, okay. He's on a TV show that Adriana is watching. That's oh. But boy. technically, he is in The Sopranos. Hi everybody, this is Bridget Nielsen. You're listening to Children of the Adams. <laughs> Hello everybody. We're back. Back again with yet another installment of the Children of the Adams podcast. Hello listeners, new and old. Thank you very much for joining us again. We're your hosts, that's Brian, I'm Aaron. And this week around, uh, the movie we watched was <laughs> definitely entertaining, I think. I, 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 will, I will support that. Yes, it's, yeah, it's something. I, I don't know if it was good or not. Uh, as we said on last week's show, we uh, we were going to sit down and check out Iron Eagle. And hmm. <laughs> for those of you out there who haven't yet seen the movie, it's very 80s in the fact that uh, if you've seen the poster, you know, it's fighter jets, it's ridiculous haircuts, it's uh, sunglasses, uh, a very 80, like a super 80s soundtrack. I, I can't oh, believe much. Like, you know, they had Queen in there, like, uh, you know, George Clinton songs. Like, it was just, it was an honestly good soundtrack. It felt like a bit too much for the movie itself, considering how little actually went into the rest of the budget for the movie. It's a typical 80s schlock, and from a very good studio, TriStar, uh, you know, they they put out a ton of good movies over the years, especially in the 80s, right? Very much so. Very much so. I'm a big fan of that studio. Yeah. So... Typically, when you see when you see the TriStar logo, you, you, if you're of a certain age, it takes you back to a certain time in your life. You know, certain movies. Uh, it just it conjures up feelings of nostalgia. And I gotta say, when I saw the uh, the, the Pegasus coming in, you know what I mean? I felt it. I felt the the whoosh. You know, going back to when I was a kid to probably the last time I had seen this movie. And I gotta say, watching it as an adult with, with a critical eye, this movie is shockingly terrible. I think. <laughs> For me, it it, it <laughs> it's yeah. about even as far as Coda Silas goes for worst movie oh, wow. this year. And wow. depending on how this conversation goes, it could shoot right past it to be, to be the worst. Because man, I can't believe how terrible this movie was. Oh wow, man, that's that's strong. So uh, this yeah, this movie's ridiculous. Yes, I'm I'm going to just flat out and just put my cards on the table right now and show that. But it's not. It's 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 charming in a ridiculous way. I, is is that, does that make sense? Because <laughs> because I I okay, will yeah. admit I've seen this movie at least five times. At least. God damn, really? Yes. Wow. I saw it as a kid, and you know I've gone back to it every once in a while, and every time I go back, I, I just shake my head more and more. But yeah, it, it's yeah it's, okay. It's crazy. I, I can see how there is some appeal. Like everyone likes a certain amount of schlock. Like this one just it, it's. 
it, it's notes of shittiness just were they were a little too on the nose like instead of, instead of being like left of shit to where it lands a little bit at parody a little bit satire and you can kind of see the humor in it it was so on the other side to me that they were going so past to where they should have stopped to make it kind of funny like it, it all landed just incredibly flat okay as the movie goes uh, as you can expect being a movie of the 80s it's uh it's an american movie so it's very pro-america you know top gun rambo fucking navy seals like you you know anything chuck norris did basically you know in the 80s at that time like you know the kind of movie you know the kind of flavor you get into like this it's i would i would patriotic. make i would make it comparable to red dawn something like that oh there you go yeah <laughs> Yeah, there you go, Top Gun, Red Dawn. So as the movie opens up, where we are is that uh, we're with a couple of pilots. They're flying over uh, the Mediterranean Sea over uh, an as-of-yet-identified, made-up nation. And uh, they encounter a group of, like, do they actually, do they just use the catch-all term as MiGs, like for every enemy aircraft in this movie? Well, it's one thing that people understand um, Mm -hmm. when they're, when it comes up in movies, so you'll see that in Top Gun, especially during the 80s. I mean, remember 1980s, we were still in the midst of the Cold War. Reagan yeah. was in power. We, we were spending like crazy here in the United States on defense. So this movie, it it had it, it was inspired essentially by um, a 1981 incident over the Mediterranean, or I should say the Gulf of Sidra. Um, it's, it's around the... Uh, uh, country of Libya, though it involves Libya, because remember in the '80s, if you grew up in the '80s, you knew that Libya and Muammar Gaddafi they were just the ultimate bad guys. Beside the Russians, the Libyans were the bad guys. Yeah, and yeah, we we constantly had a feud. I mean, 1986, we bombed some air bases in Libya. I mean, it was just kept going. But back in 1981, there was an incident just like this, where two F-14 Navy F-14s were flying over the Gulf of Sidra. They were intercepted by a couple of MiGs, actual MiGs, <laughs> and really? yeah, there ensued a dogfight where the uh, F-14 shot down both of the MiGs, and oh, it just yeah, there was some some heightened tensions during that time. So um, then, whose teenage son came to rescue them? <laughs> that's a great question, because <laughs> yeah, this movie just goes off its off its on its own after that. So yeah, <laughs> so okay. So catch up. So that that pretty much brings us catches up to this point in the movie is that you know this uh, except it goes the other way around where the uh, the Americans are the ones shot down this time and because it occurs in international waters they basically uh, the Arab state that finds them the the made up country of Bilia just the yes. anagram of Libya. Yes, like, okay, it's it's it's, no, it's it's on the nose, man. Yeah. <laughs> so dude, see that? Yeah, it, that's just problem one of this movie. Basically, is that in the dogfight scenes like there are. There are some convincing ones in here where they used actual, you know, they had actual, you know, fighter jets like doing some of these scenes, but some of them were pretty piss poor models. You know yes. what I mean? Like something like somebody made in their garage and just used fishing line for. Yeah, <laughs> it looked shit like that. If you didn't know better, sometimes you would say this is a canon film because it kind of looked <laughs> like that cheap. But surprisingly enough, uh, I mean, you, you'll you'll find this really hard to believe that the Air Force wanted no part of this movie and didn't want to cooperate in any way. Uh-uh. And we'll we'll explain why as we go on. Um, okay. However, they did get cooperation from the Israeli Air Force, so right. some of the real aircraft that are flying were Israeli F-16s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just had uh, their uh, Israeli insignias taken off and American insignias put on there. So convincing. At, at one point during filming were some of these jets that um, at some point 
the Libya or the uh, Israeli Air Force was called to t- take out some some targets in Lebanon. And since they saw one of the fighters that that saw that uh, two of these uh, prop ones were actually just flying around and fully armed, they were directed over there. And keep in mind, they had American insignias on them. It wasn't until like they were halfway there that people realized like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, there's there's jets with American insignias going over to actually launch actual ordnance and they called them back. So, Ooh, yeah, it, it's, it, there's some fascinating backstories to some of the stuff that's on here. All for Iron Eagle. All for Iron Eagle, yes, for this, <laughs> this movie that we're discussing today. Man, that's unreal. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. So as we... We, we catch up with the, the airline, not the airline pilot, Jesus, the, the Air Force pilot. His name is Colonel Ted Masters. We catch up with his family. Uh, we're introduced to his, his young son, Doug, who is, uh, I, I get the feeling like he's supposed to be the hero of this movie, but he comes off as a real dick, like in the first few minutes. Like he has an interaction in town where he's uh, he's kind of driving around like, you know, he's a kid in this movie, he's 17. So he, he drives like a dickhead. You know what I mean? He, he's very unsafe and he's cutting people off. He's speeding. He's smiling about it, listening to cool music. He's blowing his shitty mullet back. You know, he's really feeling himself. Well, as. <laughs> and it, I, will, I will say right here, I, I don't mean to interrupt you on this one, but there's, here's one of my first problems, many problems that I have with this movie. Okay, uh-huh. so so full disclosure, yeah, I, I'm an Air Force veteran. Um, I've, I've spent a lot of time on Air Force bases. Uh, I can tell you that they do not allow you to just drive like all like all bad out of hell on an Air Force base. No, they, they don't would fuck have, around. They would have taken his license, taken his car. They would have had his father, the cur- a full bird colonel, <laughs> you know, standing tall, you know, before the man, you mm. know, uh, saying, yeah, why is your kid just driving like like however he wants to on on an air force base it's just insane some of the yeah. shit and we'll we'll as we go i'm going to point out all the stuff that just annoys me in this movie yeah they they, they took a lot of liberties i think oh, a lot a lot but uh, <laughs> so as we catch up with doug he, he then catches up with all his with all his buddies and i get the feeling they're all in some kind of a like an rotc kind of club like a a, a civil air patrol like something like that it's basically yeah. like a it's a it's, bunch of military brats. That it's put together. Boy Scouts for planes, which yes. I mean, yeah, it's dumb. But I mean, they have a clubhouse and everything. It's crazy. Jackets on it, base. They have a whole hangar to themselves. Which yeah, is another, yeah, an ordnance hangar. Like, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they just got the run of it. It's like it's fine. These these kids are okay. They got matching jackets. They're fine. <laughs> Dude, they in this movie they say we have the run of the base. So. Yeah. Like they literally, they run the whole show. It's these, insane. These yeah. Okay, yeah, keep going. Uh, sorry, so we catch up with Doug and his crew, and uh, he gets into it with a group of townies for basically like he gets mad at this one townie guy for doing the same exact shit he was just doing. This guy's driving like a dickhead, you know, and laughing at people and causing a, a ruckus. But Doug takes issue with that because the person being harassed is uh, his girlfriend Jan from the office. Yeah, so, did you notice that? I couldn't I believe did, yeah, it right away. Yeah, yeah Melora Hardin. I could yeah. not believe. So they go to, instead of fist fighting, because these are responsible young men, what they do is they decide to race. They're going to do a crop dust and plane versus dirt bike, which is obviously very fair and even from jump. Yeah. So tell tell me how this works, man. So <laughs> I don't know. You're supposed to have yeah. One guy's driving a dirt bike and he's got to stay uh-huh. on the main road, whatever that means. Yeah, except the, the yeah. established route. He can't. He, he can't. You know, make any shortcuts or anything. Yeah. Like that and then the plane has to fly through the Snake Canyon. I guess that's right. what they're calling and, and, it. But he, 
but you know, in like a very Top Gun sort of like don't break the you know the area of engagement kind of way. Yeah, he the hard to deck. Stay under like a certain scene. Yeah, the hard deck. There you go. Thank you. So yeah, except he's got to stay under the fifty foot hard deck, which fifty Correct. feet. That's not that high off the ground. No, that is very and, small. And I, I will say during Most the aerial sequence, fifty feet tall. You know I mean? Yes, the aerial sequences in this thing. I mean, clearly he's well above the fifty foot. But uh, we'll give oh, him. Oh fucking a. We yeah. we will give him all the benefit of the doubt here because it's just ridiculous. But what yeah. I find more crazy about this is that there we we learn as we as uh, he. You know, Doug gets pissed off. He gets goaded, basically, into taking this uh, race because first he's like, no way, I'm not doing that. I'm not stupid. Yeah, because the last guy, the last person to race this guy, like to yes. race the dirt bike kid flying in a plane, died. Like, how like, does this crashed. kid, how is this kid not, like, you know, up on charges and said, hey, we're taking your bike away, man, because oh, a kid I, I, died. It, it gets even better later. So, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, so, we'll talk about that, yeah. So, so Doug gets goaded into the challenge. So as he goes because, to Because where, he gets rejected by the Air Force Academy. Right, yeah. Yeah, he, he gets rejected by the, from the Air Force Academy for, uh, like, what did they say? For, like, for grades, basically, right? And, like, basically, all yeah, him, he, like, just, he doesn't basically, do like, it. Basically, like, you know, you're a great pilot. You're just dumber than a box of rocks, motherfucker. Like, yeah. That's what like, every one of his number friends one, tells him. Nobody's going to give a shit how good of a pilot he is. Like, and if you know anything about the military academies, yeah, you, unless you, you know, are enlisted and going to it, you know, you've got to have top notch grades and be, you know, approved or recommended by some high up level, like congressmen, senators, you know, top level military people, you know, to get into that thing. And if you have an F or anything on there, you're not getting in. But Doug's like, oh, yeah, I, I had to, I got an F in one of my classes because I had to ditch the class to go to the air, to the, uh, F-16 simulator on base and right. fly around, which yeah, ridiculous in itself. That's but, how they find pilots. They actually physically put them in a plane. They go and watch them fly around. Like you're yes. good. Yeah, you obviously snuck on base and right. you know got the, got the run of everything. So yeah, you're you're qualified. Right. So uh, <laughs> the, Doug and his his little brother make his way, or they make their way to the hangar because he's gonna check his plane and all that. And uh, this is the first time we're introduced to Lewis Gossett Jr.'s character, even though he's not introduced by name at that point. And uh, he's just sitting there as an airline mechanic, and he's working on Doug's plane. He uh, he says he notices the, the, the fuel mixture is a little rich or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So he's basically, he's, he's adjusting it so that, uh, you know, it runs a little smoother for him. Because uh, if he didn't, he would have ended up just like that kid who had died right, so on the last run. Yeah, and he says this exactly. Like he's like, "That's what killed this last kid." So, has everyone figured out that this kid died just from like a plane crash, and nobody bothered to do anything about it? Like no one's talking about it, or <laughs> yes. what? No safety implementations. No, right. No. Like, no. no like hey, we're restricting whatsoever. this area from yeah. from flights. Uh, anything like that? Yeah. So that's that's uh, Doug and Chappie's first introduction to one another. Is that Chappie is obviously presented as someone who knows what he's talking about as far as planes go, and you know. Uh, they kind of leave it at that. So then they get into the actual race portion. Well, of wait, the before movie. you get to the race portion, they're laying out the rules in front of mm. the aircraft, and we see one of the hometown baddies. He, kinda, oh, yeah. he sneaks off into the back there and opens up the uh, the hood again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, on Doug's plane and just does yeah. something. We we see him just turn something in there and then he closes it, and that's yeah. all we know. Yeah, that was actually. Uh, one of the Cobra Kai gang. Yes, yes, it was. It was Tommy from yeah. fucking uh, from the Karate Kid. Yeah, there's two. There's two Cobra Kai alumni here on the on this yeah. mo- on this movie. Put him in a body bag. Yeah. Yep. 
fucking yeah, yeah. that was guy. That's he, what he he's known the one, as like, the body. He actually guy. like he sabotaged fucking Doug's plane. So that that leads us to believe like they killed the last kid who fucking <laughs> raised this guy. <laughs> that is the question that I I brought up. I, it wasn't until like later viewings that I was like, wait a minute. Right. Is, is these guys responsible for the death of that other guy? Because if they did it for this guy, why wouldn't they have done it on the last guy, too? Exactly. And how did Chappie know unless he figured out they murdered this kid and he's like, you know what, I'm going to see a side of this shit and I'm going to make sure no one else dies from racing this buffoon. That's where they leave it. <laughs> it's just nuts, man. Just absolutely yeah. nuts. And that's just the first few minutes. And mind you, like, this, the runtime of this movie is less than two hours. And you figured they'd be getting to, like, the important plot. There's no rush. They're, they're taking their time. Yeah, the father's already captured. That, that, Doug's, that Doug can really handle flying an F-16 because he's pretty okay at flying a crop duster. Yeah, well, we, well, we got to set up his character, right? He's, he's a, <laughs> a, you know, doesn't abide by any of the rules. And... You know, he's right, going to do what he wants to do. Planes don't stick to the laws of physics whatsoever. Yeah, and we'll we'll discuss it at the end, how much of a character arc this kid really has. Oh, what a dickhead. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so they they go to race, and, and as as you can expect, uh, Doug's really taking it to the to the, the streets-wise dirt bike riding tough. And Once so again, the, the kids... I don't understand how a plane against an air against a motorcycle is fair. The plane is going right. to outrun the motorcycle no matter right. what. Right. So as Doug is flying his plane, his other two buddies, uh, they're each they each have a plane of their own. And mind you, as far as we know, their planes have not been set up to be fuel rich mixtures whatsoever, True. anything like that. So they're just regular tooting around planes. Meanwhile, Doug's plane is it's supposed to be hauling all the ass. Yeah, so, it's just just a regular Cessna, mind you. It's just right. That's so all these it two is. spotter planes, like they're watching the motorcycle and they're watching Doug. But in order to do so, they also have to be moving pretty good fucking speeds to keep up with all this shit, you know? Yes. So are, are we to understand the other two kids are just as good of pilots as Doug and they're not brought along to the later mission, even though they'd be very capable pilots or what? Because I don't know. Like, or is everyone just really good at flying planes? Well, I think that they set these guys up as, yeah, they're they're old enough to get a pilot's license. So they're they're able to go out their plane. So that I, I leads but, me but to Doug assume. But Doug pulls off all these crazy maneuvers at these super fly speeds. They're like, you're really cooking, man. And they're saying all these dumb shit things to him. Yeah. But mind you, they're keeping up with them the whole way. But I will give them this. Okay. They're flying above that, that supposed 50 meter above the oh rocks and everything. God. So they're just kind of there. Cause they, so they're way up there. Yeah. They took one of the, one of the other guys, the, the bad guys uh, with them just so they could be in a neutral observer. But you know, how high say, up yeah. are they? Like they, they, have to be able to spot the motorcycle on the ground. Not a one of them is using binoculars or nothing. No, they got to be like a hundred feet off the ground or something like that. Maybe uh, two hundred feet have, off the I ground. I have so many questions. Uh, so anyway, so <laughs> you're not going to get guy, answers. So <laughs> no, I'm not getting answers. The bad guy breaks the rules. He starts cheating. So Doug decides to. He really starts pushing it, and during like the one part of the turn where the kid got murdered uh, because his plane was fixed and because he's such a badass pilot, Doug gets through just fine, and he uh, he pulls out the wind against this kid, right? Even though he, the other guy cheated? Well, he does because at that point when he pulls off that, that big harrowing move where the, the big, kid bought the it. The big scary yeah, maneuver, that's, yeah. That's when he starts like – you hear a pop or whatever the hell, that little right. explosion. And he's got but, smoke flying from his But mind you, like if Chappie wouldn't mess with his plane, Doug definitely would have eaten shit no matter how good of a pilot he was. So that's what we're led to believe, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah okay. But then, so how good of a pilot was he if he still would have died? But then right? whatever the kid did to his plane sabotaged him. Because he lose, I think he said he loosened his, his his oil cap or something like that, and he was losing oil pressure, and that was causing smoke to fly. So then out. it didn't really matter what Chappie did to help him. No, at the end of it, no. 
Huh. Uh, no, that uh, great point too. Cause I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, what the fuck? so really, I guess, I guess the, the point of that scene was just so we could learn that Chappie's uh, he he's, he's around and he's like all around good guy. And he's looking out to keep young kids alive, you know, cause we'll, we'll right. talk about what his arc is later on, man. Um, just, but yeah, Jesus because, Christ. because the guy loosened up his oil cap, um, <laughs> Doug loses oil pressure, so at any moment his engine could seize up. Which that's a legitimate thing. If you don't have any oil pressure, yeah, you can yeah. lose the oil through your engine. So yeah, but but Doug's like, nope, I'm gonna go for the win. He's just pushing it, pushing it, and you know, doing that whole thing. Just stay together. Just stay together for two more seconds. You know, yeah. stay on target. Yeah. Yes, yes, very very Star Wars like. So yeah, but he ends up beating uh, the character. His name's Notcher. I don't I don't know why if that means anything, but yeah, yeah he, he ends up know. beating him just barely, and then crashes his plane. He does, <laughs> you know, landing. Yeah, and uh, you know, gets out of there, and then the guy comes rolling up, and he's like, he he says some smart ass remark to him. He basically admits to killing the other kid. Yeah, he's like, you yeah. could have killed me. And he's like, what? You know, just playing it off. Right. And then, he's yeah, like, well, Doug, what about the other guy? Blah, blah. Yeah. Like, ha, ha, kind of thing. It's like, Jesus, yeah. he just admitted to murder. Yeah, I, but I won, so hey. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. So he punches him out, but that's this is at the point where somebody from the base comes and, and picks Doug up and asks, and tells him, that's like, hey, you're, you know, we got some some pretty bad news for you. Your father's been shot down. You, you got to get back to the base. Yeah, okay, so let me find out. Not only is he not being, has he been shot down, like there's no rescue effort going to be mounted, there's no negotiation, but this other country has also decided to hang this dude, hang Doug's dad. Okay. For, uh, yeah. For for violation of airspace. So things, let's, right, yeah, let's like let's get into this. So once again, as I said, this is this was, uh you know, inspired by the Gulf of Sidra incident in 1981. So which mm-hmm. Libya claimed like this large swath of, of like the entire Gulf was, was theirs. And if you flew uh-huh. into it, it was their territory. So that's what they're trying to do here. Um, so that, so Doug is learning through, cause once again, Doug just, he's going to figure out what's going on. So he takes off and just goes into a high secured area to talk to one of his dad's friends. Text who, from robot jocks. Yes. Who just looks to be the most out of shape oh, dude, dude in the air force. Like there's a lot of people in here that look totally out of shape. They couldn't be in the military. They wouldn't fit. It just all random standards. uniforms too. Like, you know, people just have shit tucked in different places. It's like, why is that guy wearing coveralls? Like, yeah. Just, it's, it's it. nuts. But yeah, so he, yeah. what he learns is that, yeah, they're, 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 they've got him held hostage. They don't have mm-hmm. diplomatic relations with this country. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, and as we learn, they're going to put him on trial and kill him in yes. three days. They're not, they're not going to yes. kill him right away. They're going to wait three days because we got to set up that, that ticking clock. <laughs> you know, but yes, it makes no sense. In the real world, like if anything ever happens like this in the real world, no, these people are bartered with. You know, they are saying, "Hey, you've got three of my spies. I will trade you this guy for those people, or whatever." Right. You know, yeah. it's a bargaining tool. You don't just like, "Hey, you've been warned, and we're just going to kill you because, right. yeah, we would like to incur the wrath of you know your, you know, if if not military action, you know, economic sanctions, you right. know, turning every other country around around you against you." Yeah, it, it makes no sense why this country is just like, "Yep, we're going to kill you." Only mm-hmm. if otherwise, just to set up a ticking clock. Yep. But I, 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 it's so blatant, though. I just, I, I go back to it how easily, like Doug is able to go around anywhere he wants to on the base, right. run by security forces. 
and just yeah. say, and just run into a room that's you know not locked. You can just and, go, you, and you can't just walk into buildings on military. Like, for those of you aren't familiar, you can't just walk into buildings on military bases. Like, no, you need access to yes. almost fucking everywhere you go. <laughs> I, mean, I will. I will even give it some credit and say, okay, this is the mid '80s, and maybe they didn't have electronic key cards. But doors are locked. <laughs> you know, you right. can't just go anywhere you want. You know, you got to be buzzed in or, or something like that. Yeah. And it being a military base, people seeing random children walking around, they would ask a question. I mean, and he's walking, you know he runs mean? in when he, yes, when he runs in to see this, this colonel who's a, you know, a full bird colonel on a base. If, if you're not familiar with ranks in the military, you know, a full bird, that's, pretty powerful that's high up there you're right very high up. you know g- only generals are above them and it's like a cfo ceo kind of relationship yes or, very much you know I mean? so yeah. he's running into this what looks to be like an air traffic control center i can't tell what it was norad fucking yeah. yes but yeah, <laughs> i expected to see the whopper hanging around the corner yeah. like, you know what i mean it's, it looks very war games you've seen but the room you know there is, is clearly classified stuff going on they've got yeah like they've got all this like stuff blackboarded or whiteboarded of like what they're planning <laughs> to do like clearly this is like a high secure area where they're they're planning secret stuff and mm-hmm. doug's just like wandering around talking and looking at stuff and being like yep. hey what are you guys planning and then the colonel's like okay i'm not supposed to tell you this but hey this is what we tried to do and they're not doing it you know, they're not doing shit. Yeah, for some reason, this base that he's on is like the central hub of all the intelligence, all the State Department yep. uh, communicates, everything. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's just insane the amount of information that they have. Not 24 hours after this incident where his dad got shot down. No, yeah, yeah, not even 24 hours. Like, yeah. It's basically like you know a few minutes, just long enough for Doug to avoid being murdered. They're That's like, funny. yeah, they're like, yeah, they, the, the president or the state department will let us put an aircraft carrier out there, which what United States does all the time is just, you right. know, project force through their aircraft carriers. So right. it's, it's just so ridiculous. They're like, yeah, for some reason we're just playing this one cool. Right. So that it, it and, and I'm not making this up right from them being like, they're not doing nothing to rescue your daddy. It's smash cuts to fucking like less hip footloose. Cause the, it's prom night. So like there's no there's no soft transition. There's no like Doug looking at a at a flower and his mom's like you know buck up Doug your dad wants you to have some fun tonight. It just goes right to the dance and then from there like little rascal style they're just on planning the heist. Yeah, because it's just yeah. Look, mind you, so they're gonna have prom right now. I don't know. I mean, it, where you're from, did they have prom on the eve of graduation? No. Yeah. Nobody, no high school I've ever, I've ever heard of ever has prom that close to a graduation. But in this yeah. high school, it's like, yeah, you're going to prom. And by the way, because the, the daughter's even being like fitted for a dress to go to the graduation. Like graduation is happening the next day after right. prom. But yeah. yeah. So they all – because it's during the prom, right, that you know they're they trying to blow off steam. Gonna... But they learn <laughs> that, yeah, this is where his dad's going to be put to death. So – they need to do something about it, and that's yeah, where because the the one nerdier the one nerdiest kid of the group, his dad is in is in intelligence or ops or something like that. So he has the full breakdown of what's going on with Doug's dad. So he's filling them all in on the you know on like they're not doing anything to get my dad. And they're like, well, no, they're not going to do it. Then it's got to be up to us to get it. Okay. So then the next day, uh, Doug Sec- is once again in, second, a, in a very secret area of the base. <laughs> yes, second second uh, portion of this movie that I just have a real problem with, <laughs> you what's know, because they tell the guy that the one nerdy kid. They say, yeah, just go out and sit outside your dad's office and see what you can learn. 
That is right. the most unsecure Air Force base ever. If you could just sit and put like a cup against the wall and just like, right. Oh, okay, that's what's going on. Like what? It's your dad. It's fine. Just go talk to him. Yeah, you just tell him like he'll he'll get you whatever he wants. Like he'll tell you whatever's like going on, right? Top right, secret yeah. or not? That's exactly how that stuff works. So yeah, so yeah. Moving on, because right, I mean, at this point in the movie, like like I said, the more times I've watched this movie, I've just gotten like more upset and get and and just like shaking my head every time i see something so crazy happen but yeah so they go on to the next step and they're like okay let's let's actually plan this out yeah what what happens at this point they go through a whole smash cut montage of them basically like their intelligence gathering right yeah but don't what kind of assets they can get a hold of doesn't he talk to chappy for no i this is what happens no no yeah okay so i'm i'm sorry after prom uh doug is uh he gets to the simulator again. Yeah, once and, again. Uh, he asks for night. simulator time. Yeah, which is wildly it's millions of dollars for this thing. Like they're not just going to let some kid on for a few minutes. But yeah, once uh, again, in the middle of the night too. Like they don't run right. these things twenty four hours. Okay, once right. again, the military is very much an eight to eight to five job. You know, for Bankers most hours, for yeah, most things. Them. You know, <laughs> but so. yeah. The guy's like, come on, kid, I, you, you know, my, my next appointment is running late. You can jump on the, the, the simulator. And it's like the moment Doug sits in the simulator and closes the door, the voice talking to him is Lewis Gossett Jr. It's not yeah, the last guy he was talking it, yes. to. Right. So, and uh, he's very Obi-Wan talking Doug through his, you know, through his mission run, telling what to look for and things like that. Uh, it, it, okay. We need to back up because there's one. There's one personality trait that Doug has in this movie that's very clear from Jump. Like, it, it plays very much to his bad boy persona, is that uh, in a very Star-Lord-type move, he's always walking around with a Walkman. Yeah. So as he's flying these very dangerous aircraft, what he's doing is he takes off his shitty fucking headphones and blasts his tape deck in the you know, in the flight deck of whatever plane he's in, which is wildly, or, insanely dangerous. Or his car that he races around or based his on. Car, yeah. yeah. Like, like the very start of the movie, it like literally starts off him like fixing his Walkman and getting a mm-hmm. stuck tape out of there. So yeah. yeah, it's like it's like his lifeblood. That's it. Yeah. So he listens to his tape deck fucking everywhere. So uh, when he, when he's in the simulator, like he basically tells whoever he's talking to, he's like, I know what I'm doing. And, you know, he's it's just you get the, the sense that, you know, uh, they're trying to portray Doug as like this uh, just like, is he gifted by the force just to be a good pilot? And that's why he just he just got to do things his own way with the music and not listen to people, things like that. Is that what he's supposed to be in this? I think if I will say they're trying to prepare for, uh, you know, betray him as a maverick. Ah, <laughs> you know, not to, Not to. Uh, I didn't want to use the word, but yeah, well, he, he is a bit of a maverick. And, and I will point this out there because this is something I didn't learn until this time. This movie uh-huh. was actually like in production around the same time as, as Top Gun. So it was not a ripoff wow. of Top Gun. And it actually came out in theaters before Top Gun. This was early 1986 in the spring. Top Gun uh, didn't come out until like the summer of 86. Wow, um, but of course, as we know, Top Gun is a much better film. It's a much more successful film. And dare I say a franchise now because there's two parts to it. Could you fucking imagine? Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, you know, and it, and it's, it is pretty funny to, to see the, the, the dichotomy that's there between those two movies. You know, you know, Tony Scott does Top Gun. There's lots of action. It's like really cool shit. And you can tell. Soundtrack, that, sunglasses, yeah, all the same shit. You yeah. had the Navy's cooperation. They were assisting in that production of that film. So you got a lot of cool stuff in that film. 
where, as I said earlier, Air Force wanted nothing to, nothing to do with this for reasons we're discussing right now. You know, it makes the Air Force look like shit in this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but and by the way, Top Gun had a much larger budget too than this thing did. For sure, yeah, it made made a hell of a lot more money too. Oh man, so much more successful. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, much it, more successful. I mean, that launched Tom Cruise into the stratosphere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so back to Iron Eagle, if we must. Um, <laughs> yes. So as as Doug exits the flight simulator, we see uh, we see Chappie again, but this time he's in full flight suit. He's got his cap on. We see that he is indeed a colonel and a hell of you know a, a, a seemingly <sighs> good pilot too, with the reverence that people okay. are uh, are using to speak to him as. And they right? and yeah, the guy comes up to him and says, "Hey, Colonel, sorry we used up all your time." Right. I don't know a person who would have gotten dressed up in their flight suit, shown up to an appointment, you know, on orders. He's clearly on orders, right? Because he says he's in the reserves. Yep. And and doesn't get pissed off. He's just like, oh, yeah, well, I'll catch you next time. You know right. I mean? Just, he's, he clearly knows there's a kid in there who's not supposed to be there. Yeah, because he jumps on the headset and starts talking to him through his flight maneuvers. It's just so damn stupid. So weird, yeah. So as... <laughs> Chappie says it's okay, and you know I'll, I'll see you next week, kind of thing. And he goes to leave, and then Doug just decides to run after him, just because like Chappie's a pilot, and he's like maybe you know I could ask him for help to save my dad because completely reasonable request. So as uh, as Doug and Chappie first start talking, uh, Chappie says something to him. He's like, "Hey, I'm sorry about your dad." And Doug goes, "Oh, do you know my dad?" And he's like, "No, but I know the type." Uh, he word for word, he says, "No, I don't know your dad, but yeah. I know the type." Mm-hmm. So yeah. please keep that in mind. Yeah, this will this will come back out. later. It does, and it's so stupid. So then Doug just hits him with a strike. They're walking on the flight line. And he yeah. basically just says to him, like, "Hey, we're gonna pull off a heist to go rescue my dad." What do you say, motherfucker? Are you in? <laughs> like that's I'm... how he presents the whole goddamn deal. And at first, Chappie's like, "Ah, uh, I don't know, like if it's a good idea." So then uh, Doug. Fast forward through, you know, a bunch of expository bullshit, and we catch back in with, with Ted Masters at some point in time. Well, but well, leave before that. I mean, we got we got to build Chappie's character here because this is where Doug first really right. hits a note when he says, "Hey, you know, you're just like everybody else. You don't give a shit about him." Blah blah blah. <laughs> and you know, Louis Gossett, Gossett Jr. goes all Gunnery Sergeant Foley on him from an Officer and mm-hmm. Gentleman, and says, "Look at me when I'm talking to you." And blah blah blah. You know, I've seen. Blah, blah, blah. So many kids blown out over the sky, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, gives them yeah. that whole speech and then basically. All rundown, yeah. Yeah, gives them a walk away. But I, I do want to take a step back because you mentioned this. Because this, of, of all the bullshit that goes on in this thing, here's the one thing I have the hardest time about is they're just walking casually on a flight line, <laughs> yep. an Air Force base, where active aircraft movement maintenance is being done. Yeah, uh, there's, oh, yeah. there's live ordnance <laughs> being loaded onto planes. And here's yeah. a kid just. Like both of them, no no badges on, no nothing, just no. no credentials showing they should be there, and they're just having a casual conversation. And he's like, just standing outside of the jet that he's gonna jump on and fly. Not even a casual conversation. He's talking about active theft and fucking everything else. Yes, <laughs> you know I mean? yes. And he's like, but I mean, if you know anything about the Air Force, or you know anything about pilots. Like pilots have to do a lot of shit before they go up, especially in fighters, right? Yeah. They have to go to what's Reflect called life support. You know, yeah. get their oxygen all checked out, get their get all their other stuff together. But uh, Chappie doesn't do any of that. Like he just walks right from the simulator right on over to the flight line and right says, "Well, yeah, I had some, I had some simulator time. Now I got some." Flight flight time here let me go get that <laughs> you know it's just so nuts man and by the way 
They're working on his plane. I hope he didn't notice that. I don't know if you did. They're working. Maintenance oh, is working on his plane. That's like he's going to fly. That doesn't yeah. work that way, man. No. No, people will check that a lot before a pilot even approaches that. Yes, plane, I tell you that. yes, like it's ready to go unless unless they find something on on like his pre-flight check, right. you know, then they will do something. No, but they're under under their turning wrenches, man. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's for yeah for somebody who's from you know a military background. I mean, this is just more infuriating. Like I understand where the Air Force was coming from on this, and they were looking at this saying no. This is not how any of this works. They, they got to see the dailies and they're like, yeah, we can't do it. Sorry. No, I think they read the script and said, no, <laughs> oh, good call. This, this is not for us. We'll, that's a hard pass from us. I Go really talk to the Israelis. The script read compared to what we saw, because damn. <sighs> There's, oh, it's just every 10 minutes in this movie, or maybe even every five minutes, man. It, it's yeah. just something that I just like, I shake my head and just, and just sigh. I'm just like, how is this yeah. a, a real thing? You know. Yeah, it, it, this scene gets even it gets even dumber because as they're on the flight line, and, you know, they're, they're talking about all this stuff. Doug literally tells him this whole plane. He's like, "I got the royal whole base." He's like, "I can get you jets. I can get you napalm. I can get you missiles." <laughs> Intelligence. Seventeen-year-old kid is rattling off fucking you know Lords of War style a whole list of fucking artillery Once that he again, can just get access to whenever he wants. The most unsecure base that seems to be the hub for. All intelligence <laughs> and combat operations and everything. Yeah. It's just so damn ridiculous. Oh man, I had so many problems with this movie, man. But just it just it kept going. It just like how it can't get any dumber. It's like, oh no, wait, yes it can. Two more minutes later, because like, this is at this point, this is where he's like, okay, Chappie's not on board. So no. hey, everybody, let's meet at the clubhouse. And I'm going to plan this mission myself. Like he goes and talks yeah. to his little brother that night and it's like sits down and starts planning out flight plans and stuff like this. Yeah. Just so when I like an encyclopedia on his desk, he's like, sure, I got this. And did you happen to notice, like I saw some technical data, you know, there like was clearly probably secret data that he has just sitting on his desk. Yeah. You know, about the F-16. Mm-hmm. It's just so ridiculous but then yeah he sends all his little minions out across the base to start gathering intelligence because his whole plan is get this now and what this was set to uh was wasn't this we're not gonna take it was it the song that yes was, the song sister. this montage scene yes where they're running around and they're just getting all sorts of information that now that might have been after they talked to chappie again yes it is no they played the song a second time i thought no uh no okay i uh, yeah when doug put the when, and when, when he was doing his late night study session, uh, that's when he then went to Chappie the next day to present Chappie his plan. And then Chappie surprises him <laughs> by saying, yeah, Which I'm, is so I'm putting dumb. something yeah. together. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Is like, uh, So Doug shows up at Chappie's house. He's like, here's happens my plan. Happens just know where like, he is. Yeah, where he lives. Yeah, knows where he lives. Yeah, so Chappie's like, come on in. Let me show you something. Chappie then has like a full Beetlejuice model-like replication <laughs> fucking setup of where uh, Doug's dad is being held. He's like, I started working on this the day your daddy went down. It's like, what the fuck did he just say? Is he been playing this from Jump? Once again, yeah, once again, this makes no sense. Right. (laughs) Because Makes zero sense. Chappie's like, I started playing this the second I found out about your dad. It's like, why the fuck would he start doing that? Yeah. (laughs) But, But yeah, then he's like, okay. Says, yeah, show me what you got, kid. Opens up like all the intelligence that he's got there and all of a sudden, I mean, just what I find hilarious is like he has no problem that this kid was able to obtain all of this top secret classified stuff, right? And just happens to bring it to him. So now he's implicated, Chappie, in this yep. whole scheme. 
Mm-hmm. But I guess Chappie's just free. He's like, well, I'm just going to do it myself anyway, since, since right. you know, our country just our, you know, whole diplomatic uh, core and, you know, yeah. we're just going to ignore the executive branch of government. Totally going to do this for a guy who I don't know. I only yes. know the type. I do the type, yes. We'll, we'll get there. The type, yeah. We will so get then, there. You know, we get to a montage where, uh, you know, Chappie goes over all of Doug's info and he's like, I think we could do this, kid. And then we get... Uh, like the whole Scooby gang goes over yeah, to Chappie. Because this is where Chappie then, says, no, but this is where Chappie says, hey, I need you to get me a bunch of this stuff. And that's where the montage of we're not going to take it goes on. Right. Because they, yeah. this is Chappie's like, he gives them do. a whole breakdown of things we need. And they're like, yeah, no problem, motherfucker. Two jets. Like they're fuel. showing up at the at the ordinance okay. section. Like, like yeah. we, we didn't even talk about Styles, man. Styles from Teen Wolf. He's, he's oh, one of Doug's fuck, best I friends. Oh, fuck, I Styles. Yeah. He, he like goes and, and, they get to the outer gates of this ordnance section, but the, the SP there, the security forces guy is like, like, oh, I can't let you in. And he's like, well, come on. Can't you just let me in? My sister really thinks you're cute kind of thing. Right. And the guy's like, okay, well, I can sneak one of you guys in to go look at these bombs or whatever. <laughs> just, hey, man, that would totally work. Oh, absolutely. Just, like, it's <laughs> that so would absolutely easy. fucking work. Yeah. yeah, access to anything in the military is so simple, man. It's just, For sure. And then, yeah, so then they, then a couple other, they go visit his dad in the in the maintenance uh, hangar, basically. And this, this is another guy who doesn't fit the bill. Well... Now, I, now that I think about it, there were there were some large people. That I there were, there were, so, there yeah, were. but they were on the program. So, but right. yeah, but they're able to just somehow get to a group of actual children just finagles their way through and plans an a entire mission from California. I'm assuming they're in California. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's supposed to take place in California. Uh, yes, across I don't know how many fucking time zones and borders, but to get them, you know, to North Africa, basically. Yeah, not right? to mention, though, so you'd have to have multiple refueling stops, in-air yeah, refueling. Multiple. Yeah, because um, you there's a land. limit on how far jets can go. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of logistics and coordinations with other bases that so would have much. to go on. So much. But they'd all do it right from, like I said, this this seems to be the hub of the entire Air Force here, or maybe all of the military. And, they, and don't forget, ticking clock, too. Three days. Three days. Going. These kids do all this shit in an afternoon. Yeah, well, they they yeah they spend a, yeah they spend a day getting the intelligence. <laughs> There's another day of Doug practicing, showing Chappie that he can fly. Yeah, holy shit! And then shit, the man. third day has to be them traveling from California all yep. the way to the Middle East. Yes, correct. So I mean that alone is like twelve to fifteen hours of flying. Yeah. So yeah, so we get all, we get all the intelligence we've we've run through and they we've they've demonstrated once again that this base is the most unsecure place that kids can just go in there get any piece of intelligence any get into the computer systems and just do whatever they want to it and set up a mission but then they all yeah the, the night before they go to Chappie's and this is where they do the final planning for this whole thing which Makes no sense. This is the day before they're supposed to do the mission, right? And they're still yes. putting together all the final touches on the plan. Right. And this is where we get a little more background on Chappie, I guess. Like, uh, yes. Chappie God. then just outright tells Doug, he's like, you know, your dad. And he starts talking like he knows his father really goddamn well. Yeah. And then goes right? like into he a starts story. talking like, well, I've known your dad for this long. It's like, wait, he just said minutes ago. <laughs> he didn't know that he knew the type. Yeah. Now Chappie's like, I know your dad. But then, yeah, it talks about the actual interaction that yeah. he had with his dad. Correct. And and we'll go into this. Okay, so the interaction. The first time they met each other years ago. Yeah, yeah the interaction kind of is that, yeah, Chappie, he was, he was still in the reserves, I guess, but he was still a colonel at the time. Right. And, you know, Doug's dad was is a colonel. And mm-hmm. he was uh, showing up 
from the flight line, apparently, because he was still in his, you know, overalls and stuff like that. And he looked all greasy. So, so the the guy who was operating the simulator says, hey, you better get out of here, sir. You don't belong here. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to call the SPs, whatever. And then, yeah, <laughs> Doug's dad comes in, apparently, and just says, says, you know, says, hey, what's going on here? Get Just gets the side of the story from, from Chappie. Doesn't really check his credentials or anything, but just says, okay, Colonel, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, like, I get it. I, I, I get that they're trying to play up a whole race thing on that, and that I, I understand that. It makes sense. Like, he's being stereotyped and just, you know, right. being and called they're, out. They're trying to establish that Ted Masters doesn't give a fuck. He's, yeah, you know, but Ted Masters yeah. is beyond that. He just sees through somebody and sees their character and right. says yes. But and, I, and that's why Chappie's now planning to free him. But I counter with this now. I would mm. say that anybody who's in the military is taught that, you know what, if somebody just walks into your building, you are supposed to, ch- I mean, hell, they teach this to people working in, in corporate America now. For if sure. you see somebody walking around who's not supposed to be there, you want to challenge them and say, hey, can I see some ID? Yeah. You know, like, Chappie should know when he's walking on a military station, he should have his military ID ready and say, by the way, I'm a colonel. Like, I, right. If you don't know anything about officers, I mean, they have, they have, most of them have pretty large egos, you know, oh, for they'll sure. be like, especially they'll be if like, they're pilots, cause they rub elbows with actual yes, fighter <laughs> pilots, especially <laughs> are Jesus Christ, egomaniacs, yeah. man. Like you have to yeah, be to do that surgeons job. in the sky, dude, just a yes. mon- monumentally huge ego. So you can't tell me that Chappie's so down to earth that he would have, he would have not just <laughs> been like, like the moment that guy talked to him, he would have just pulled out his ID and said, I'm a Colonel and you are going to stand at attention and I'm going to let you know. Christ. <laughs> that this is a, but yeah, it doesn't happen that way. It's just like, yeah, Lewis Gus is the, the victim and it's up to the white guy to come help him out. Yeah. So you know, weird. it's just ridiculous. It's so yeah. stupid. Fucking dumb as shit. But once again, contradicts his story of, I don't know the guy. I just yeah. know the type. No, you right. met the guy for God's sakes. Yeah. You had an honest interaction with him. Yeah. What you don't, it? you don't think you would have stuck around and said, Hey, thanks a lot. Oh, what's your name? Uh, right. Colonel Masters. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Colonel, you're, 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 you're a great guy. Keep up yeah. the great work. You know, <laughs> it's just so stupid. So dumb. Okay. So, yeah, I digress. We're back. Yeah, but as you were saying, though, we also have to build... Um, this is the, the the very, very vaguest of character building for Chappie. Because we, we're led to believe here that Chappie just... He's, he's doing this as a last resort... Because he doesn't want good people like Doug Masters to die in a, in a cage somewhere. But it, that dude, that's a, that's pretty fucking thin, man. Like, well, it's, it's it's more thin because Jesus. what they're trying to build is that Chappie is completely haunted every day by all the people that served under him, all the pilots right. that went to to fly in Vietnam that were shot out of the sky and died, you know, in the Pacific or, or in the rice paddies of Vietnam. You know, mm-hmm. so he his character here is supposed to be like, hey, I can't help you, Doug, because... Traumatized and troubled, yeah. yeah I'm but... not going to watch another kid, especially an underage kid you, who's right. not enlisted, by the way. Yeah. You know, Let alone an F student, Doug. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've, I've only seen Fly once. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I'm going to... Come on, kids. We're going to we're gonna do this. This it is, is going to fix me. Like, weakest... Yeah, he wasn't really as haunted as what he should have been, I think. Right? No, no. But the, but he's... But it, for as haunted as they want him to be, he ah. sure has no problem just being like, well, fuck all that. We're just going to move forward <laughs> right. with this. The most... I know, I know the type. Plan. Let's yeah. go rescue your dad. And I... I I just I just thought of something I had to bring up because we didn't discuss it. We've lost over this. So I, mm-hmm. I brought up how they were walking on the flight line, right? 
Yeah. So there was a flashback scene that happens during, you know, Doug's little introspection about what Mm -hmm. was going on, you know, and, and how he's letting his dad down during graduation. Like, he's remembering this moment. Right. So apparently... Something that's been going on throughout Doug's life was that his dad would sneak him onto the flight line, get him onto an F-16, a multi-million dollar aircraft, right, and let him fly around yep. with, with other pilots flying around, by the way. Yep. It, obviously, he's probably let him fire ordnance because sure. that's something that they, you know, any pilot would tell you, you can't just learn the day before and learn how to drop bombs and stuff like that. <laughs> you have to learn how to fire. Yes, you can. We saw Doug Masters do that uh, very yeah, thing obviously. in this movie. Well, he, as he claims, <laughs> he has more time in the simulator than any pilot on that base. Oh gosh, fucking ridiculous. Which is, Jesus which is even more Christ. ridiculous. Yes. But yeah, he like, he's letting, his dad is letting him fly planes around Blast mm-hmm. the music, and then he gets pissed off because he's like, "Hey, you know what are you doing, man? You're gonna get us caught. You know what? You know what happened to me if if they caught me or caught you in that aircraft? What they would do to me? Yeah, no shit, man. They would fucking right. have you out of the air force so quickly, <laughs> right? But uh, now, were they in different planes in that scene, or were they supposed to be in the same jet with one another? Yo, know, him and his dad, or yeah, Tim and Chappie. Him and his dad. Him and his dad. Yeah, it was it was a two seater <clears throat> trainer. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's the same type of jet that Doug is actually flying. He will fly the mission in. It's a two-seater uh, training, you know, because that's what the two-seaters were. They were they were training mm. uh, models. But well, yeah. that's how he's going to get his dad out, because he was flying the two-seater. The two-seater, yeah. Well, Chappie <laughs> is flying. Because if you don't know, once again, if you don't know anything about military, I don't blame you if you don't know a lot of stuff. An F-16 is a single-person single fighter. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a very small fighter. Um, but it can be used in multi-role support. But most, primarily, it's used as a fighter. Right, uh, but this in this case they they use it for all sorts of stuff. It's just nuts. <laughs> we'll get into it. Cause we haven't even got to the combat scenes yet here. So. Oh, we're getting there. So yeah. here we are. We're at the, we're at the the day of Colonel Masters' uh, scheduled execution, and this is when uh, Doug and Chappie like they're like they're going right. Like they're they're fully over the Mediterranean. Yeah, like sea like things are happening at the very last starting, minute. They're starting on, the, on the Death Star right now. We're like it goes from zero to jump pretty quick, right? Yeah, After yeah. They're they're flying a, along. A pretty ridiculous uh, refueling scene. Oh my that god! Definitely okay. done with plastic models. Oh right? like yes, this was clearly it was so over the top bad. Okay, and tell me this now: how? I mean, instead of that, it, it had to have cost more, right, to put those models together and do all that <laughs> stuff, than to just find some stock footage of actual Dude. air refueling going on. Like, I know it exists. It, it's hell. out. I can YouTube it now, and it's it's not like it. You couldn't find that. Like, these guys got access to all the secret intelligence. They knew everything was happening in the bay or in the city of Billiard or whatever this place was. You tell mm-hmm. me they couldn't come up with some. Well, what am I saying? I'm talking about the, the actual movie and then the people making the movie. So it's, like, it's, hey. it's yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> I digress. I, this movie's got my brain scrambled. Man. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, though, because we actually, you know, most of the footage we'd seen until then was actual planes. And out of nowhere, it's just like, those are fucking plastic toys. And I'm not making this up. It is such a tonal shift. Oh, it looks so bad. Seeing actual, the actual F-16s flat around to just plastic fucking toys being slammed yeah, into one another. toys like, with a smoke machine blowing and a, and a fan, and, you know, that's yeah, all it is. they're just dubbing over their voices over the top of it. It's just, man, it's so out of place. Ugh. But they're getting I, their final fuels before they go through their last weapons checks and they're going into the thing. They're going into their, to the last mission. Right? Yeah, they're over the Mediterranean and they're about to just cross over into, yeah. you know, for all, let's just call it Libya. I mean, this is for all intents and purposes. Yeah, okay, they're Bilia, flying yeah, whatever the yeah. fuck it is. So they start their run, and as things go, uh, our our heroes are pulling it off. Like they're 
they're meeting the uh, they're facing impossible odds and they're they're just two guys just getting it done. Well, it, through the midst of the fighting, uh, Chappie gets hit and he goes down into the Mediterranean Sea. Right? Is that where he goes down at? Yeah, yeah. He's able to. Yeah, he gets hit by some anti-aircraft guns. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. And uh, and as he's going down, like he tells Doug, he's like, I uh, I made you a, a tape last Ugh. night. <laughs> so. Yes. Just just because he he's clairvoyant, he knew exactly what was going to be happening. Here, right, so. like uh, it, it, you know, and no one ever addressed like with Doug like how dangerous it was to act. Like you need to hear every fucking sound in a in a cockpit. Like there's 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 no way you you can't miss shit. Like you have to hear everything that's going on around you. Yes. So probably having you know a Walkman isn't really going to go down. But uh, Chappie's like uh, you know put in that tape I played for you and just carry on with the mission kind of thing. And meanwhile, they are full on being attacked from all directions at this point. And as soon as Chappie seemingly goes down, Doug just kind of pulls up out of nowhere, and everyone just leaves him alone while he listens to this fucking tape. Like no one pursues him to yeah. shoot him down. He just goes to like, altitude and just says, "Okay, I'm right. gonna, I'm gonna just take a like." He's the supposed to have his, for a minute. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to have like a a questionable moment for we as the audience are gonna say, "God, you know, Chappie, Chappie, uh, or Chappie gives him uh, something in the tape that says, "Hey, I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to run for Greece, whatever yeah, Air Force you base is there. You must be pretty scared right now. Go yeah. ahead and head for Germany, and no one would ever blame you. Kind yeah, of yeah, I don't blame yeah. you. You know, nobody's gonna think differently of you." And he's like, right. And then he like, yeah, Doug shuts off the tape and then he's like, he thinks about it. He's like, ah, no. Cause even, he even like punches in the cord. It's like, I love this aircraft. Like it has like this scrolling text that comes along that just kind of like narrates for you. Like it's, it's like an onboard Siri that narrates for the, uh, yeah. Or like, it's more uh, like a Greek chorus, missiles, you know, uh, yeah, for yeah. the audience to just say, hey, this is what's happening. Yeah, enemy aircraft <laughs> coming. Yeah, yeah, uh, turbine failure. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, any types of missile in there, one like, arm, some yeah. shit. Yeah, anything. Yeah, he, they need he types they in there like, there. yeah, whatever Air Force Base to Greece, and right. we're supposed to think, okay, yeah, Doug's gonna just coward and bug out now because, yeah, <laughs> you know. But no, he's like, I can't do that, and he turns the tape back on, and Chappie's like, oh, good, you, <laughs> you decided. Yeah. You decided to fight it out, so you know, and he gives him some last-minute instructions and tells him how he can take out and effectively win. Which my question is, why wasn't that always part of the plan from the beginning? Like, why why was he holding back that Yoda-like <laughs> nugget in case he went down? Yeah, like all this stuff he knows, he doesn't want to share this until he's like, right. I mean, what happens if Doug's tape recorder craps out again, you know? Right, yeah, I mean, it's 80s technology, that shit happened all the time. He doesn't have a pencil up there to fucking put the thing in there and re-spool it, you know what I mean? Like I said, he was fixing it at the start of the movie to remove <laughs> a jammed tape. So yeah. I, don't tell me that, I mean, number one, they set that up, it never came back, it doesn't it hurt It should have jammed again, theoretically, like <sighs> never show it in the first, you're not going to use it in the third. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so duh, so Chappie, this whole tape is like, I'm going to walk you step by step through the mission, you know, to help you out. And in the meantime, you just keep talking in your flight data recorders uh, as if I'm right there. Um, right. So that, that helps the audience understand what's going on. It's, it's, it's I guess. But I for those who aren't aware of the technology of the home recording tape. Uh, back in our youth, if we liked a song, we could put in a tape. If we had a tape, they would do it. And we could just hit record, and it would record said song off the fucking, you know, Radio, off the box. It was amazing, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, how those tapes work is it's not like a CD where you can insert a new track, and it bumps the, the start of the CD back. If you record over a tape, it records whatever was there before. So the, yes. the fact that Chappie recorded all this stuff, and then Doug's music started... It's it's pretty false style of technology. Yeah, I, I don't understand how Chappie, that was working. Chappie but I, would have been talking over at least you know four or five of Doug's songs on his well, killing they, playlist. So they do show, it. they do show, they kind of address that just a little bit, but it's kind of strange. Do they? Um, 
Yeah, because they, they show like, okay, Chappie tells him something in the recording, and then when he's ready to go in there and, and I don't know, blow up the oil fields or something, or go in there and, and do something, like he, they show him switch out the tape, and we get uh, Spencer Davis group, you know, give me some uh. love and play. But during this thing, you, bring, you brought up a great point where if you are flying a, a fighter jet and you're trying to do a bunch of stuff, you know, you, you have to have a very high aptitude for that because there's a lot of stuff happening and you have to be aware of everything that's going on. Yeah. Doug would not have time to switch out music back to <laughs> Chappie's tape and all that stuff with all the stuff that's going wrong. I mean, not to mention he's being shot at. You know? Actively pursued, yeah. Yes, by like there's jets flying after him, there's missiles being shot at him. Air to ground, yeah. Air to sure. ground, you know, or or, or ground to air missiles being shot, yep. anti-aircraft guns. And mm-hmm. by the way, he still has to pick up his dad, by the way. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, dad, dad is still me being hung down below him. Yeah, we don't know. Like, yeah. So, yeah, the whole plan is like, yeah, they didn't pick us up on radar. They don't know how many jets are coming. So we're going to, you just tell them that we're a whole squadron and you tell them to move him to a flatland. Co- I got Well, let's talk about the plan because we didn't really get into the plan here. What was the so the whole plan? The plan's is, pretty dumb. Like what happens is, is like they, they were going to sneak in. Like they were with the whole squadron of fighters. They were, they were just going to present the two baddest asses basically. Be like, all right, you put him down on on a on a lone runway here, and you get away from him, and we'll get down and we'll pick him up, and then everything will be forgotten, kind of deal. Yeah. So and it's supposed to be done. Like the plan makes no sense because yeah, two jets are going to pull this <laughs> off, right? One jet right. actually has to land on an active runway on an Correct. on a enemy military air force base. Correct. Correct. While the other one is supposedly supposed to be flying overhead to cover him, right? Right. So, the, yeah, the whole plan is, okay, you got this, like, he's got the, what's called the Hades bomb, Doug does, attached to his jet, which is like the, the biggest Nate non-nuclear bomb, right? bomb I've ever seen, you know, just yeah. a huge explosion. Once again, this is like a last minute thing that Chappie decided to add. Right. <laughs> just gave him a last minute present. Yeah, which, once again, if you're planning a combat mission, you don't have these last-minute changes and spring it on a guy while he's conducting the mission. Right. I digress on that. So, yeah, the plan is, once again, an F-16 will fly down there, land, stop, get out, and let him crawl into the aircraft, and then take off again. So this is, this is after a, uh, an Air Force jet, with, which has been fully loaded down with ordnance, made a long flight. Mm-hmm been flying crazy maneuvers, you know, trying to outrun and, and blow things up yep. is going to have enough fuel to land and then get off the ground again. Because if you don't know anything about fighter jets, it takes a lot of thrust to get them off the ground. So much of the air. They use the, what, what's called an afterburner basically to yeah. get enough thrust to get on that short enough. Cause they're not fighter jets are not exactly super aerodynamic as far as as aircraft are once they're airborne and they got enough thrust they will they will fly through the air and they're very maneuverable yeah, but they but need actual the practically ground, fucking rockets to get them up in yeah, the sky. <laughs> and that burns a lot of fuel yeah i mean not to mention just just flying combat maneuvers burns a lot of fuel mm-hmm. on an aircraft yeah. but yeah they they totally kind of gloss over on that but that's the mission so in the real world if if the military was conducting any type of of mission you use the helicopter to do that because a helicopter can fly in low it can hover it can land take off very easily in any location like the whole plan that that doug masters and chappie have come up with is predicated on the fact they have to have an active run where they can get on mm-hmm. and by the way they came in and they they shot up one of the runways so i don't know if they they blew up all the runways 
He napalmed the one. Yeah. Doug did. Well, he, yeah, yeah, he napalmed the one that he was supposed to land on. Right. But by the way, so let's just get to let's get to the let's get to the mission here. Okay, right. Okay. Let, let's actually get to the rescue here. So so Doug's coming in. He's he's his dad is out there on the flight line, and Doug, and Doug's flying by. He sees him. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna come in for a landing. So right away, Doug is already disregarding the plan, right? Because the plan was he was supposed to drop the bomb to give you enough cover to land and get your dad. Right. So Doug comes in. He's coming in for a landing, and. Well, we haven't even got to the enemy here. The the guy he's he's priceless in this movie. Uh, David, what, what's his name? David Suchet. Is David Suchet. Suchet. Okay, we'll we'll he's talk a, about him in a minute. A, a, he's, a very famous British actor playing a Ministry of Defense Colonel Akir Nakesh. Yeah, he's he's this. golden in this movie. He's he's great. I just like he plays the ultimate Bond villain. He just always has something to say about wanting people to die, and you know that's all he wants. But I still maintain his David Suchet's best villain role was that as uh, Jacques Lafleur and Harry and Henderson. <laughs> he didn't get any more evil than that. That is a deep cut. Man. Well, I was so pissed that motherfucker deep. as a kid, man, when he tried shooting Harry. Jesus. I can't oh, believe. He had it coming. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so mad at him. But, like, why would he kill Harry? He's so nice. So, he doesn't even eat meat. So going back to <laughs> the rescue here, the colonel's idea is I want to he the colonel now fully understands that that Doug is alone. Yeah. So they, his they, plan, they, they saw who through his ruse like what do you mean there's no hidden fucking squatter behind you? What yeah. Is this? So there's no nobody coming to line. So his plan is, hey, I want them to land and then we'll cut them to pieces, right? I want them to be right. together. His own words, I want them to be together when they die. Yep. But he's watching Doug land. Doug's mm-hmm. just just maybe got a wheel down almost and then the minister gives the order to kill his dad. Doesn't yeah. wait for Doug to stop to pick him up, nope. to kill them both. Just Terrible, just terrible planning. So Doug takes off again, goes crazy again, and just starts blowing people up, just killing Blows people Blows everything on the up. Like, and meanwhile, like, Doug doesn't really have any idea that his dad's, like, he doesn't know if his dad's alive or not. He just saw his dad get shot, which I don't know how. He's moving pretty quick. And so he just starts bombing everything. And this just it brings up another point that I have, because I, this I could not figure out in this movie. How does Doug know that his dad's alive? Because he goes in again for another he comes landing. To land, yeah. He actually has to land this time to verify his... His dad's status, I guess. I mean, yeah. Do we give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's just like, okay, I'm going to just recover the body at bare minimum? Which, sure. once again, <laughs> I don't know how he would do that, you know, get Look, a dead body. He doesn't body. know his dad. He knows the type. He's going to get his body. That's okay. true. Yeah, yeah. He he can take a bullet. You know, my dad's <laughs> stronger than anything. It. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but as it turns Jesus. out, yeah, Doug Masters' dad is alive. He just got shot through the shoulder, yeah. and like mm-hmm. any like any bullet wound in the eighties, man, you got shot. Th- you got shot through the shoulder. You're just there's you're, there's no problem. Fine. You're not going to bleed yeah, out. Absolutely. You're just you're fine. Yeah. If but, Billy Crystal can live through that shit, you can too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good callback, man. Good call. Thank you. So, so yeah, so yeah. At this point, then this is where Colonel Nakesh now decides I'm going to throw everything at the flight line now to finish off the American. <laughs> Very Darth Vader style, too. He's like, ready my jet. It's like, oh, shit, he's going up. Yeah, he's going to the flight line. But, <laughs> yeah, so finally Doug lands after he drops his his super non-nuclear bomb that just flames. <laughs> but the colonel's like, hey, just just run through the flames. I don't care what happens to my troops. Just right. send them through. But Doug lands the plane, stops, mm-hmm. gets out. Yep. And then runs over, gets his dad. Yes. And then And then takes off. And then and then gets him gets him back on the plane on a on a rope ladder no less. I don't know how Doug's Correct. dad just like is able to climb a rope ladder up to a jet. If you never stood by a jet, even though it's a small jet, it's pretty tall. It's like it's a good eight feet up there. It's, you you For can't sure. just hop in. So he's got to yeah. use this rope ladder to get up. 
Like, mm-hmm. obviously, Doug's dad only has one arm, so he's got to climb arm. in there. Yep. But Doug gets him in there. And then, oh, here's another point that I just, I, anybody who worked on fighter jets, I guarantee they're, they're, they probably had a problem with this too. So this big tank looking plow, I guess, is, oh is going to drive through. Cause I, they've, they've sent like motorcycles through and Jeeps through and, and nothing could get through the flames. Right. <laughs> if you've ever seen commando, imagine the, the, uh, the chaos of commando them, them running around trying to get, you know, John Matrix. Like that's what they were doing. Yes. To get this kid to yes. This. And then they get, yeah, they get this giant snow plow thing that just <laughs> runs through the flames. And Doug's like, Oh, oh man, Hey, will a, a Maverick fire from store on the ground? So a Maverick is a type of ground air missile. It's yeah. He asks his dad, his dad's like, I don't fucking know. It's a dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically he, what he said. So he shoots the missile while on the ground and blows this <laughs> yes. thing up. Okay. Once again, I have a problem with reality because there are safeguards built in the aircraft that will not allow a weapon to I fire. refuse to believe that Jean-Claude Van Damme style, that could not happen in real life. What, a, <laughs> what an absolute shame. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. But oh. I digress. Once again, I will let them have it. And they get off in the air because because <laughs> once again, they see on, on his radar, which once again, his radar some, somehow seems to operate really well on the ground. You know, doesn't oh, pick up yeah, the ground dude, clutter, no nothing right? like no, that. Perfect. But he sees that there's there's MIGs coming towards them. So yep. Doug's dad's like, hey, take off. We'll fight him in the air. Well, no shit, Sherlock. What are you going to do? Sit there and throw rocks at him? I mean, hey, they're already firing missiles from the ground. They well, can use true. their guns, too. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so he gets in the air, and, he, and he, he, his dad calls off. And he says, okay, what's, what's our assets here? What, what do we got? And he's like, uh, 1,200 pounds of fuel and, you know, a couple of sidewinders and some some, some machine gun rounds which which by the way we didn't talk about this those machine gun rounds are like super high explosive like robocop judge dread type of bullets man that just blow oh, yeah, anything dude. up like it blew up the tower dude and and blew yeah. up everything just by shooting a couple of 20 millimeter millimeter rounds at anything it's like they were designed by gene simmons like you know what i mean that's the kind of technology those fucking missiles had like from runaway everything you yes hit those types yeah explosions. they were they're like mini yeah. rockets with with explosive tips because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they would just blow up anything like crazy dude yeah <laughs> Like, and it was an only eighteen million dollar budget, so I think every ounce of that budget went to this final scene. Oh man! Basically, so yeah, because he's he's going around there just blowing things up, and then we get to the so final much. final aircraft battle, right? So it's it's Colonel Nakesh, like he's he's supposed <laughs> to be like the super fighter ace for the Billiard Air right. Force, and versus F student Doug against Masters. F student, yes, Doug Masters, <laughs> non. <laughs> non Air Force pilot. Right. Yeah. First combat mission ever. Never been in a dogfight yet, but he's got more time nope. to simulate it, right? Correct. Yeah. But somehow they're able, these guys are able to have a conversation in midair. Yeah. Can you talk to each other? Is that no. how that works up there? No. <laughs> this is such ridiculous shit, man. Oh, it man. is so, I mean, I, I theoretically, I guess you could talk to each other, but you'd have to if, know, number one, which which uh, frequency they're broadcasting on. Like encryption keys, I yeah, imagine. Whether too. or not it's secured or not. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. It's I'm got sure. like hailing frequencies on fucking Starfleet. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shit works. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, but they're having like this rat a tat, you know, back and forth, like, ah, oh, nice shot, Colonel. Anything else you want to send over? Oh, my God, man. So <laughs> dumb. And then somehow, like, yeah, Doug, through some weird, I don't know, loop de loop thing, he gets the better of Colonel Nakesh and shoots In him a with a very mad move. He just taps the brakes and let him fly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
I must say that there's a reason why Top Gun is a better movie. Because <laughs> this is, I mean, I don't even, like, it's anticlimactic how he kind of kills him, oh, man. Oh, man, yeah. So then, yeah, finally, finally, like, they're going to break away, and they're like, okay, we're, we're let's let's get to the Mediterranean now. We got to get the hell out of here. And he's like, oh, and there's, like, more MiGs chasing after him. And he's like, okay, we got, like, 800 pounds of fuel and, like, or, and, like 200 rounds of, of you know, yeah. chain gun, whatever it is. His and, dad basically just says, fuck it, run, right? Yeah, we got to get the Sorry. hell out of here. And then four yeah. more aircraft are coming at them. And it just how happens right. that these are American aircraft now. Right. <sighs> Flying, because I, I, I don't believe that they were over the Mediterranean yet, were they? No, well, I, I think uh, Bilia was supposed to be uh, like on the coast of the Mediterranean, I'm, I, I yeah. Well, I well, Libya right. is right, so and it's it's a stand-in for it. So, and yeah. they talked about the Mediterranean because that's where Chappie went down. So right. we're assuming that either because the American because that these guys, these uh, Air Force pilots are so gung ho about what they were doing, you know, they wouldn't have invaded any actual country's airspace, you know, because we're not at war. But they seem to go in there and scare off two of the MiGs. So let's give them some credit. We'll just give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, they were over the Mediterranean when these last two MiGs were chasing them. And right. they disengage. And then, you know, they, they're talking to the pilots, you know, Doug is, and saying, hey, you know, what, what happened to Chappie and all that? And they, you know, sat, they found wreckage in the Mediterranean. And for some reason that they want to they want to fly the missing man formation all the way to Ramstein, Germany. <laughs> Just, right, and they let Doug too. lead because you know they're not really aware he's a six-year-old kid at this point. They just think he's a fellow pilot. So yeah, come on in. Here. He's a guy who's <laughs> who stole a jet right. from the Air Force. But yeah, they're like, oh Hatter's yeah, we'd, we'd be yours, honored. Mav, take the lead. Yeah, we'd be honored if you get there in the front. <laughs> we'd be honored. So we'd be honored if you lead us in this formation, please, F student Doug Masters. Okay, please take the lead. So. Okay, we get to the final final bits of this movie, right? We gotta have we gotta have a conclusion to this movie. Oh, uh, I don't know that we did, but it was nice, like the way it faded to black, like it almost lined it up perfectly with like the TNT commercial break before it let it into the last one. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, just uh, we gotta get into this, man, because this is this is the nuttiest part. So they get to, they get to Air Force uh, Ramstein Air Force Base, right? Supposedly, right? I mean, we're we're told that because one one of the rooms has a big Ramstein Air Force Base sign right. on it. Obviously, we're in Germany. <laughs> yes. that's how it works. So yeah, they're got, they're having some kind of military tribunal there. So <laughs> this is the biggest part. Uh, this, I think this is the Jesus. biggest problem that I have with this whole movie because mm-hmm. number one, it's okay. It's uh, they're like okay, the Air Force is going to handle this. Don't worry. You know, Doug Masters at this point has committed war crimes yeah he's, he's he's declared war on behalf of the united states you yep. know you know by himself they've mm-hmm. committed espionage yeah he's he's killed many a people i don't know how many people yep. he killed on oh, this mission yeah, dude. so many he's violated i don't know how many treaties international treaties would have been on which are all enforceable under federal law Right. Um, he's done Not to all mention this style stuff. laws, too, with that fucking stupid haircut. Oh, God, but it, it's kind of a good mod so for the fast. 80s. It's a total ape drape, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's hockey end, hair all day. At the end of this movie, though, so after all this stuff that we, I mean, I can clearly see as an adult that this is right. what's happened here. Right. We, we learned some shit. We learned that Chappie's alive. Yeah, and and they got to go stand before this tribunal. It's not, not not a court of law. It's just a tribunal where a general's overseeing this thing. And the end, so when they bring up all this stuff and they said, hey, you know, you've done all this stuff, you've you violated the National Security Act, all this other kind of stuff. 
and you know the you know the penalties for this could put you away for the next 25 years which i say is bullshit i was like that's punishable by death man a lot of yeah, the stuff that you've done i would say so you know <laughs> but he they they go through this whole thing and they're like well we're just going to sweep this under the rug you just have to don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, the way I understood it was is that they would be more embarrassed if they found out a 16-year-old ran ran them around like a bunch of assholes. So they're like, yeah, we're just not to, to talk to anybody about this. Not to mention, nobody even decided to go arrest all his little flight buddies. Holy you know, shit, that's who were right. the ones stealing the intelligence yeah. or addressing the guy. I mean, everybody on that air, all the leadership on that Air Force base they're from was fired. I can guarantee that, or at least they should have been. Oh, yeah. Maybe not in this world. But... At the end of this, this is the part that really annoys me about this movie is because, and, and this is where I said I would get to it, where Doug Masters' character arc is, is for all this stuff that Doug does, Doug doesn't pay any penalty price for this. In fact, he is rewarded yeah, because, by uh, being allowed to go to the Air Force Academy. Yeah, like, because oh, oh, Chappie even asked for it, right? Is that uh, yes. they were going to, the tribunal was going to release him, like, just don't say a fucking word and we're all cool. And Chappie's like, well, I don't know if this piece of shit here can deal with that. Maybe yes. he needs some discipline to him. He's like, maybe he could get into the Air Force Academy. Like, he doesn't mention the fact that he's an F student, but, you know. Yeah. And, he's, and but Chappie's like, yeah, I'm calling in a favor right here. So, uh, right. He, you know, his, his application is met with some, as he says it, resistance, you yeah. know. <laughs> he's like, with a capital F yes. that he got in math. <laughs> and he's, so that they're like, you know, because the general's like, oh, should we confine him to, like, the general is, plays the most animated general, too, in this thing. He's For like, sure. oh, should we confine him to some penal facility? Right. But, yeah, but his reward so at the end of this he's, thing. He's forced to enlist in the Air Force. Yes. So at the end of this yeah. movie, Doug has learned absolutely zero from this thing. Like, Correct. he is still the maverick. He's, mm-hmm. all he's learned is that, you know what, I can bend the rules to my will you know, yep. violate all sorts of law, kill as many people as I want. Yep. And not only will you guys not be pissed off, but you'll be happy yep. about it and reward me for it. Just like Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, man. Do you know it's so fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> I just, I, 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 this, this was the first time I think I was just like rolling my eyes and shaking my head. I was like, I was like, how is this possible? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, if it at all helps, he does die in, in a ball of flames within the first five minutes of Iron Eagle 2. Yeah, so, but that's all people, That's all squandered away, too, because they retcon his death in a later episode of Iron I Eagle, I can't though. fucking believe that. Yeah, so. you said that. Okay, so they didn't just make two. They, they made a lot of these Iron four Eagle of these, movies? Four of these movies, at least four that I know Jesus of. Jesus Christ. And you sadly confirmed who's in all four? <laughs> Mr. Oscar winner, Louis Gossett Jr. Wow, man. I mean, all yeah. four of the Iron Eagle movies. Which I just I don't get because Lewis Gossett I, I I like him as an actor he's very animated he's 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 really good if you if you haven't he's seen terrific, him in the man. yeah if you haven't seen him in the movie that he actually did win his Oscar for uh, Officer and Gentleman it's a decent movie but he's really good in that movie he plays Richard a Gere does his best to fuck it up yes but but thank God <laughs> Lewis Gossett Jr. is playing a, a Marine gunnery sergeant uh, drill instructor yeah he's it's very just good. awesome he's just so good and he's well deserved that best supporting actor Oscar he got yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so the the movie finally ends. There's a big parade. I mean, once again, not even that. There's a parade held for Doug and his dad. Like, they fly him home on a a military jet, and they get off, and, like, all his friends are there celebrating. There's actual ticker tape and shit. Like, fucking people are 
you know, hugging and stuff. And they're like, and the, somehow the local news is where like Doug just got into the Air Force Academy. Like, I mean, at, at this point, yeah, I am pissed, dude. Cause I'm just like, I was like, was just, I mean, we're spending our tax dollars on this shit. Right. On F student Doug Masters. Yeah. Going to, going to, he, and not only that, he gets to go to the Air Force Academy and obviously he's going to get his choice of assignments too. Like he's going to get to become a pilot. Cause spoiler yeah. alert, if you, you don't get to just choose what you want to do for everything you do. I mean, sometimes right. you're just, if you got to be a maintenance officer, you got to be a maintenance officer. Intelligence, your intelligence, you know? I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this movie, man, like, you know, for as much as I'm shitting on this movie, too, I will say as I, as I started off this thing, because if, if you listen to this thing, you're going to say, but Brian, didn't you just say this this movie is still terribly good? Yes, it still has. It has some entertainment value to it. <laughs> but it's just so infuriating looking at it through the lens that I look through it. I mean, just just at the ridiculous, and then trying to compare it to Top Gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they made a second one of these. Like the, the and first a third movie and a only, fourth. Yeah, like I, but it, it wasn't like they made money. The first one didn't make money on an eighteen million dollar budget. The box office is only twenty four million. I mean, it's still it's not still a financial made, success made money, at all. But I mean, but, dude, it, but it probably to made a sequel. It probably made more in the uh, in the home video market and all that kind of stuff. People were pretty bored in the eighties. Yeah, like I mean, we tapes. all had we all had VCRs, you know. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. So, and back in the early days of VCRs, I mean, you were paying one hundred fifty dollars for a tape. So, yeah, but they're qual- the second movie. They're saying it was fifteen million dollars Canadian, and it only made ten million. Oh, and, and if you haven't seen the terrible or the, womp, the second womp. one, I, I don't recommend it. It's 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 less entertaining than this one. Dude, Colt Fiore is in that movie. Holy it, shit. It has some entertaining bits to it, but it, it's no it's no Iron Eagle 1. It just it, and it's the story, no Iron Eagle 1. The story, you, yes. you, you realize what you just said, right? Yes. Take that for what it's worth. I mean, just just <laughs> no let that Eagle sink one. in. Yes. Oh, and then man. as far as the third and fourth one. You put that on a t-shirt. That's a fucking keeper for sure. Yeah, the third and fourth <laughs> one. I mean, just forget it. Just let it go. It's ridiculousness. Off, it goes off the rails. Man, <laughs> uh. it's no Iron Eagle one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got the uh, title for. The oh, for episode. sure. <laughs> or Doug Masters F student, one of the two. That's gotta be it. But overall, okay, yeah, so, I don't know. Outside yeah, of the fucking, I don't. I didn't care for it, man. It was just, it was too you much. You didn't. Like, it like was I mean, too much I mean, bullshit for me. Was it just uh, like the bullshit level? The meter was just going like pegging at that point, and you were just like, "This is getting more <laughs> ridiculous." Or was it I like the, the special the effects? The over-the-top exuberance of them cheering for Ronald Reagan in the first few minutes. I was just like, "Wow, what?" You know what I mean? It just it just set a bad tone for the whole movie. Well, let me ask you this then: Is there anything in the movie that you liked? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a tough okay. one. I did like how. Just kind of little rascals, like the way the kids were just like, they're, they just got all the shit done. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, it was unbelievable that just, they, it's, it's, it was so trying to be such a pro military movie that shit on it so much at the same time. Like, I found that aspect truly hilarious. But yeah. Other than that, no, there wasn't, it, I didn't like it enough to never watch it again, but I didn't like it enough to watch it again in the next 10 years. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I can need understand to wait some that. Time before I yes. go back and watch this fucker again, because yeah. man, it was painful to get through in some parts. It does, yeah. There's there's some parts in there because, like I said, I, I there there was points in this movie where I'm just shaking my head and I'm just like, why am I watching this? I mean, right. it just gets more ridiculous every time I've seen this movie. 
Right. Um, they, they could have cut out that, that car chase thing with fucking with the bully entirely and given us more training of Doug and Chappie. Like, it's just something, anything. Like, they just, they, the, the bad choices they made were so over the top bad, it made them go from bad good to bad bad for me. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. This movie is is choppy. It's, uh, I mean, it, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not cohesive story writing. I will give you no. that. Um, and it's almost like and it's it, written by a, like four or five different people that didn't bother talking to each other. At yeah, all. I would, I would say it's written by four or five different people who might be <laughs> the actual age of that Doug Masters is supposed to be in this movie is seventeen and understanding. Yeah. Oh, this is exactly how the military works, right? You know? <laughs> As opposed to Top Gun that says, oh, we will consult with the Navy. And figure out, hey, what what's realistic, and you know, you know, we'll we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is actually that's surprising, and I, I didn't know this. And this is kind of a sad story, but there is a tie between um, this movie and Top Gun. Actually, is there uh, really? Yeah, the gentleman who did all the flying stunts, who did the Cessna uh, and the Snake Run and everything, uh-huh. he he was actually the one who was actually doing the flying stunts in Top Gun as well. No um, shit. And sadly, uh, just after this, after he'd gotten done filming this and while he was working on Top Gun, he passed away tragically in a uh, flying the uh, simulating the flat spin scene in Top Gun. Get out of here. Yeah, like the part yeah. where Goose died. Yes. Yeah. This guy, this guy actually he's a very famous uh, stunt pilot. Yeah. He just he ended up dying and crashing into the Pacific. Real, real sad, shit. real sad story. But yeah, there is, is that a, the actual footage they used in the movie. Was this guy dying? No, 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 no. They were just oh. it, it was a different type of plane that he was flying in, but it had a Jesus. camera camera mounted to it, so where he can he could film it and make it look like yeah. it's the same jet. God but, damn! Dude. But yeah, sad sad story. But there is a there there's that tie between these two movies. I mean, it, not for nothing, but at least it happened for Top Gun instead of happening for Iron Eagle. You know? Yes, I, I would agree with that because that would be this would be make it make that death even it, more sad. Because it's like oh, this <laughs> make is it way sadder. Horrible, Holy horrible shit. movie. Yeah. yeah, I think I think my bright spot for this movie number one, and you mentioned this earlier, it's the soundtrack. Um, this, <laughs> it's this so does, unbelievable. It is so unbelievably eighties. Yes, but it it's is. deliciously eighties, and it's yeah, I I love it. I would I would put this on my rotation. Some of these songs that are on there because some of these bands I've never heard of. Um, yeah. King Cobra, I have no idea who the hell they are, but hey, I'll, I'll give it to him. Um, I was surprised to hear Queen in this. I was like, wow, that's strange. Queen, Twisted Sister, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Spencer Davis Group, yeah, all these bands in there that are, you know, well-known. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, there's, there's not a lot. I mean, it's just more of a schlocky, you know, it, it's almost canon-like in its its appearance. It is. Like, if I wouldn't have seen the TriStar logo, there would have been no... Like, I, I totally would have thought this was a canon movie for sure. Like, yeah. I would have thought this was their answer to, you know... Like, every other genre movie that's been out where canon's like, we gotta get on that, and they would put one out. And I thought, I would think this would be their offering to the fire. Well, and there, there's movies. another reason why we believe that, too, is because the director of this film, Sidney J. Fury, directed one of our famous classic, uh, you know, canon films that we've already reviewed, Superman <sighs> 4. So, if that tells you anything about what this guy, what this movie is like, uh, just if you've seen Superman 4, you'll know. I, but I will give you this. This movie's better than Superman 4. I, I would He's one this. of the writers on Iron Eagle, too, man. <laughs> it's wow. Like, he did. He he was involved in a lot of those ones, so. Oh, Mr. Fury. Fucking A, dog. That is, 
Take a second pass of the script, man. Holy shit. I mean, I, I, I always wonder, I was like, how do they, how do you get somebody like Lou Gossett Jr.? You know, especially, you know, he's, he's like, what, five years after his Oscar at that time. But, I mean, did, yeah. he, did he come along and say, man, I got to work with this guy, Sidney J. Fury, or, or uh, you know, hey, this this young up-and-comer, Jason Gedrick, you know, I got to work literally, with him. They literally walked up, gave Louis Gossett Jr. a million dollars. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more like it. It's right. like, he's, he's like, like do, okay, do you want to be in our movie? Yeah, but you've got to give me, oh, 50% of the budget to break right. it. Because I'm have, not promoting this at all. Yeah, I have you this put golden that Jason statue. Gedrick castle out there. Yeah, yeah. Because Jason Gedrick, as we as we've talked about off air, he didn't go on to do a whole lot. He did a lot of television work, uh, a lot of TV work. Yeah, yeah, showed up, showed up in uh, Backdraft. He was in that movie. That's the only other movie I really remember him in. Uh, actually, he uh, I recognize him. Like in a way, he was in an episode of The Sopranos. He uh, okay. Tell me what what episode was he his, in? His quote extensive television work. Uh, I'm assuming at one point he played a a mobster of some sort because do you remember the uh, the beginning of the end for Adriana La Serva in The Sopranos? Yes. When her character was basically like she was going to be murdered any day now kind of deal. Yep. Well, really, like the the big driving force behind that was her wanting to get married so that she she couldn't testify against Chris. That was really the beginning of the actual end for Adriana. Mm-hmm. Well. If you'll notice, if you go back and watch the episode, the the Lifetime movie she's watching, when the lady's like, I can't testify against him, he's my husband. The guy the guy with the shitty grin on the stand smirking about it is is fucking Jason Gedrick. So no the, way. the TV show or movie that Adriana is watching about a mobster not being able to testify, you know, against or his wife testified against him is Jason Gedrick. That's so why he's, he's not credited in That's IMDb. why he's not credited. Uh, okay. that he's on a TV show that Adriana is watching. That's oh but boy. technically he is in the Sopranos. <laughs> technically. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure that's where he probably tells a lot of people. He's like, yeah, I was in an episode. Of I would tell everybody that if I was him, it was like, I was in the Sopranos. Like yeah. that'd be it. Which episode? Oh, no you don't know. <laughs> right. Which episode? You don't wonder Adriana says she wants to get married. Like, I'm in that one. I'm the guy. Yeah, I mean he's so he's he's worked in other things too. Like I I was going through his credits here and he's he was Worked with Tom Cruise in Born on the Fourth of July. I think it's a bit part. I don't remember him actually in that movie, but he's he's credited on there. He was a bit player in Risky Business. I think he was just one person at the party, um, if you've seen that movie. But that's about it. Like, most of his stuff is just a lot of television so and stuff that I don't uh... recognize. Like a movie he did was a uh, backdraft too, right? He yeah, backdraft. The, yeah, that's that's Billy, the one. He was Billy Baldwin's best friend. He gets. Uh, yeah, he's the one who gets blown gets up in that up. movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the the flame. That famously, like we, I know we're not reviewing that movie, but yeah, famously the person oh who was filming that actually got seriously injured right there. So that might be a hard sell if that one ever comes on streaming. Because Jesus, <laughs> yeah, do do an old Iron Eagle tie-in retrospective. Man, that'd be hard. Yeah, that'd that's be a, really hard. Yeah, I, I don't even I know, know. Like, I don't even know. Have you ever seen that movie streaming at all for free anywhere? I can't. I, I don't know if it's ever popped up as like a thing. I don't remember it, ever seeing it. Yeah, it, it's surprising years. it has. Like I've seen it on one of the streaming services, uh, maybe really? HBO or something. I don't know if it's still on there, but it, it, it's it shows up every once in a while. Would that be? Would that be one to keep an eye on and maybe give a go? Because there are there are a lot of a lot of pretty good actors in there, but I mean, it's I don't remember how. That movie was received at the time. Like, was it was it very well liked. Well liked. Was it really? Oh yeah. Backdraft. Very much so. Yes. Jesus. And that was what Kurt Russell, Scott Glenn. Kurt Russell, Scott Glenn, Robert De Niro, Jennifer Jason Lee, William Donald Baldwin, Sutherland. Holy Donald shit. Sutherland. Yeah, there was J T. Walsh. I mean, there's a lot of names in there. Rebecca De Mornay. Wow. 
That's a yeah. hell of a cast. Yeah, there's a I lot mean, of people know, in and, that. And Billy Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you or gotta William get, Baldwin. Got to get a ball. That same guy. Same guy. Billy Baldwin. Is it okay? Yeah. yeah well, you never, there's like there's like thirty of those. Fuckers, yeah. You know, yeah. They're always around. Yeah. <sighs> but Jesus. yeah, that's that's Iron Eagle, and yeah. So everybody out there, it's you know. It, Please watch it and let us know what you think. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm curious know, like, how people actually feel about this because I'm I'm torn. I don't know if I disliked it enough to really dislike it, or if I disliked it enough to where if I gave it another watch, I might appreciate it. I don't I don't know, but I'm not willing to test the theory. It's it's like <laughs> you know it's I mean? so bad it's good kind of thing. That's where it falls <laughs> for me. Like it's not something like you said. I wouldn't go out there and like actively see it unless I had a purpose to watch it. Right. But I will like maybe every 10 years, maybe go back and just kind of say, oh, okay, maybe I haven't seen this in a while. Maybe, maybe it got better. No, it doesn't, but. <laughs> maybe it got better. Yeah. I mean, it's it no might... Iron Eagle 1. That's going to be my official comparison <laughs> yes. line from now on. <laughs> yeah. For any, any piece of shit movie you watch. Well, yeah. it's no Iron it's Eagle 1. no Iron Eagle 1. <laughs> it's going to be it from now on. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, there are a lot of great movies coming up. I think next on our list, we've got... Uh, Another truly great one picked out. For oh, I'm very I'm, excited. I'm, do we want to? Do we want to say what we're watching? Yeah, let's 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 let them know because I am I am so excited for this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Harkening uh, back to the uh, the bygone yet magical year of 1988, uh, <laughs> starring Carl Weathers, Vanity, and Craig T. Nelson, oh, Sharon Stone, Action Jackson yes. is next up on the list. If you've never seen the movie and you'd like to watch it beforehand, please do because I'm gonna take. You're gonna be wildly entertained. By oh this man, movie. yeah, and I don't want to spoil any of no, the, I don't spoil any of the stuff but, that happens yeah. in this movie because it's it's crazy, it's fun, it is so 80s. You're gonna love it, so please uh, look for if that. You've never seen Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. You're gonna see most of the cast of both of those movies in this motherfucker yeah. too. And that's as much as we're gonna spoil for you right now because yeah. oh boy. You're gonna love it. So yeah, please look out for that that show when we come out with that one. That is gonna yeah, be. Yeah, really. I, I am so excited for that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you very much for checking out the show. Be sure you check us out at our home on the web at adamsers.com. On behalf of Brian, I'm Aaron. We we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Mmm, delicious.